welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to the Rim Rhyme Podcast. I'm your host, Lupe Fiasco, otherwise known as Walt, otherwise known as Chris Walton. And today I got a special guest. I got my brother Raj, otherwise known as Unwritten Rules on Twitter. You've probably seen a lot of his work on the timeline, sharing some some excellent analysis and breakdowns and offensive sets, defensive runs. And uh, he's done a little work for the Laker Film Room as well. Raj, what's going on, bro? What's going on, man? Uh, glad to be here uh, second time. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, happy to be here, man. Hey, second time's a charm, man. That's what it's <laughs> That's Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So we we uh we about a few days in, man. Trying to get some uh gay action in after a short rest, a song, a long rest for for many. But um, we got a lot of action going on as far as like training camp starting and you know starting to get quotes in and we seeing some people uh you know sweat a little bit on camera. I'm I'm <laughs> extremely excited, bro. I can't wait. I just cannot wait. Yeah, man, it's it's really cool seeing like all the new guys, you know, seeing like Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell in Laker uniforms, is and Marcus Saul running up the court and hitting like corner threes. Um, it's it's pretty awesome. Mm, man, delicious! I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it, man. But um, you know, so far, I mean, before training camp got started, I know one of the biggest questions, and you know, it still remains to be answered with. Mm-hmm. You know, the first preseason game happening on Friday. Um, yeah. As far as Dennis Schroeder, with, uh, you know, he got added over the summer, well, the summer, quote, unquote, mm-hmm. um, offseason, you know, for Danny Green, the 28th pick. Um, a lot of people expected him to, which I think me and you share that same opinion about expecting him to come off the bench. Um, or right. at least so. um, but, you know, he did put a quote out about, wanting to start and that, you know, he, he run, you know, that bench life in Oklahoma mm-hmm. City. And not that he seems tired of it, but, you know, naturally I think he he feels like he got the ability to be a starter. So I wanted right. to hear a little bit about what you feel about, you know, him having that mindset and, you know, what you think he'll bring to the team. Yeah, my thing is, like, I have no problem with him wanting to be a starter. He's a competitive dude. Um, I bet if you go and ask Montrez Harrell, like, go ask him, you know, when all, everything's tied down, like, uh, do you want to start? He's going to be like, hell yeah, I want to start. What kind of question is that, right? Um, so I'm sure that Schroeder feels the same way. Um, he averaged, like, 19 points a game uh, on a Thunder team that was the five seed. Uh, that's no joke. Um, so, yeah, I have no problem with him starting. It's just I think that should be earned, not given because of, a, you know, his agent worked it out before or – because he said so in a press conference like that's just not how this works here we aren't the we're not the Atlanta Hawks right we're not like you know we're not some team that's just coming up we this team won a title last year like this you don't just come here and ask to start and be given that you got to earn it if he's averaging like 20 points and five assists or something crazy off the bench then yeah give him the starting lineup starting uh starting nod but uh, I think until then um he can earn it just like everyone else on this team Um, but I think he's gonna be great he's my favorite addition of the summer um, gives, gives the Lakers a, a pick and roll ball handler that we just have not had maybe since D'Angelo Russell maybe and Russell isn't the same type of guard um, Schroeder does it more with speed um, he'll break bigs down off switches you can't just switch on him um, he can hit the mid-range pull up uh, he's gonna be great with AD I'm, I'm excited about him coming here but yeah I would I would rather him come off the bench I think him and that bench lineup can build 
uh, a nice continuity to dig together. But uh, I'm I'm excited for him to be here. Yeah, same. And I think the the bigger thing is, you know, you're focusing on will you be finishing games? Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you know, we see where players play in short shifts. And, you know, right. um, we seen a lot last year with, you know, that's kind of how they, they played JaVale. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think that's what we will see this year, um, depending on who the matchup is. Depends right. on who's going through. Of course, if they have a deep playoff run, if they're playing somebody like Denver, who's not really like a wing-oriented team, but they play, you know, they play Hilo with uh, Jamal Murray and Jokic, then mm-hmm. you probably will see him, you know, in the playoffs at least get like a start because, you know, he won't be as picked on on defense. Right. And, uh, I think he can, uh, you know, keep up offensively with a team like that versus, you know, maybe when you play in the Clippers, that's probably not the time when you want to start them because, you know, they got a lot of size on the wing. They, uh, if you know, Nicholas, Nicholas Batum can give them anything, then I can see them going big across the board with Batum, PG, um, and Kawhi. And then that's when you right. got your bigger lineup or play your bigger lineup. So I think it's going to depend on matchups. And I think as he settles into the team and he learns, he gets comfortable. You know, him and Coach Vogel, LeBron, AD, they all get that relationship. And, you know, you get that taste of winning. Then I think that's something that, you know, when you're talking about starting or whatever your desire may be in your contract year, that's something you, you know, you put on the back burner when you're doing what you're supposed to do. Even if you're not right. starting, you're getting the same kind of clout or whatever it is you're looking for in this season before you get into the market. Because I know that's probably what it's all about as far as his mindset. Um, exactly and uh he he's a much better defender i think than like his size kind of shows i think in oklahoma city the numbers kind of showed pretty well right um and he was part of that three-man lineup of cp Schroeder, and shea was one of the best three-man lineups in the league especially in the fourth quarter um i was re-watching the oklahoma city houston series and uh he would get a lot of possessions on james harden and not you know not james harden would get his best sometimes but he would fight. He would be picking him up half court, similar to the way Rondo would, right? Rondo wasn't a great defender, but in the playoffs, he could really, like, get into you, get into your body, pick you up full court, strip you from half court. Shooter's the same kind of way. Um, I don't think – like, my thing with um, guards of that size, I feel like you have a defensive ceiling when you start guards like that. Um, like, your ceiling has a defense – your defense has a ceiling uh, that it's tough to just win on a championship level, but um, his offense might make up for that. Um, and yeah, so I'm I'm excited about him uh, uh, playing here. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I figure if he's on the bench, um, mm-hmm. I actually think the the player that will benefit a lot playing with the kind of guard that Shooter is is Kuzma. Which, uh, you know, I, right. I definitely want to make sure that we. I want to talk about his situation first. You know, on the court as far as how he will you know, play alongside Schroeder as well as the rest of the, rest of the starters. And also, what's right. your opinion you know, on what you think will happen with him in, in his contract year and his extension uh, hopes? Yeah, so uh, it's kind of funny when we see LeBron extend, right, and uh, Anthony Davis obviously signed the five-year deal, so the Lakers won't really have um, cap space anytime soon, right? So um, I think they can start extending their guys. I know a lot of Lakers Twitter doesn't want to even touch Kyle Kuzma. Uh, but um, I feel like if you can get him at a reasonable deal, like I always say, 
um, there's like this gap between how NBA tw- Lakers Twitter sees him and the front office sees him, right? Lakers Twitter sees him as a 33% three-point shooter or whatever he shot. Um, I think the front office sees him as a guy they've developed for four years, put time into, um, and have now developed him into a good wing defender and a guy who hits big, timely shots. He obviously, his percentage isn't where they want him to be, um, but uh, he still hit a ton of sh- big shots in the playoffs. And I think that's that's enough for an extension. I don't think he's going to get the money he wants. I still see him hitting, you know, free agency and trying to get the most as he should. Um, but I think his role, uh, he's still going to have to be a three and D guy who's going to put up numbers when LeBron and AD sit out games. And I think that's just what his role is here. Um, I'm sure he wants more than that, but uh, he did a serviceable job doing that last year. Um, there's more talent this year on the team. Um, he somehow went from like the fourth, fifth guy to now maybe the ninth or 10th guy on this team, which is kind of crazy. But yeah, that's where I think it is. I think they'll try to work out some kind of extension. I don't think it'll get done, um, but I don't see him getting moved either. I think a lot of people see him being traded. I, I just don't see him being traded, at least not now, maybe at the trade deadline or something, but I just don't see him being moved. I, I think that's his role. It's just going to be a three and D role. Um, if he's hitting his shots and defending, he'll play like that's how it is. They won't ask him to run, pick and roll. And, you know, I, I think a guy he's going to really love to play with is Marcus Gasol. Yeah. Mark yeah. is great finding, Mark is great finding cutters and Kuzma's one of the best cutters on the team. He really knows when to slip or uh, when to pop, um, he knows how to fill spaces. He does a really good job of that. LeBron finds him and now having LeBron and Gasol together would be really great for Kuzma to get open looks. Uh, he played a lot of minutes with Rajon Rondo. I think 80% of his minutes came with regular season Rondo last year, and it just really hurt his offense. He would have to create a lot, take step back threes, and it's just not his game. Um, I know rookie year Kuz shot like a crazy percentage on all those shot, all those shots, but I just don't think that's who he is. But yeah, that's where I see him. I, I, I'm not sure if he'll get extended here. I would like him to. I think I'm in the minority of that. I know you're in that camp as well. Um, you'd, uh, you'd like to extend him. But, uh, yeah, I think that's where he is. Yeah. Yeah, because the thing about it is whether, you know, people agree with it or not, he is, you know, we're, we're a real veteran latent team. So, right. you know, he, he is one of the few young players on the roster. So, and you're going to need these players when you transition, you know, after, you know, whatever decision LeBron makes. And AD gets, you know, older and he's starting to, you know, get to the latter years of his contract. You're going to need, like, these young players to develop, like, THT and Kuz. And I know Kuz is, like, super polarizing, you know, for many reasons. <laughs> right. But, I mean, at the end of the day, he's an asset that you either have to pour into or, like you said, it's at some point um, you do feel like you want to move on from him. You know, you, you got to get some kind of value for him because you can't lose – that kind of value at the 27 pick, giving you decent production at that kind of spot. Um, And then I think with him, the the most important thing is last year, he kind of got a taste of what role he needs to embrace after, you know, I think he got caught up in the rebuilding and, you know, year one, a bear cupboard, and, you know, kind of being able to get whatever he wanted as far as, like, taking as many shots as he would like, kind of working right. through his game. Um, and then year two, you get the much of the same again. And then LeBron playing in L.A. Now the whole – your whole basketball world kind of get 180. So, 
Um, I think now he, he has a much clearer role as far as where he can, you know, get in where he fit in. And I think that's the main reason why we don't see them kind of bring in like wings like Andre Roberson or, you know, wait for Trevor Reason because I believe the Lakers feel like Kuz can kind of be that big wing that can, you know, step into the lineups when, like we talked about earlier, when they play, you know, the Clippers and when they play the Nets and, you know, playing the, the Sixers and playing these big wing-oriented teams, Kuz can step in and give you good minutes on both ends, Um, you know, as long as he, you know, understands on some nights, okay, it's not my night to get it on offense, but I can slow down Kawhi a little bit. You know, I can use my mm -hmm. six fouls on KD tonight. And um, I think you know, that'll affect the game instead of me hitting three threes. So, you know, that's why I am. And I think he should get that, like we talked about, that Jordan Clarkson deal, something something reasonable, right. also flexible enough down the line, you know, if you don't feel like he's performing up to that contract that you can, you know, move on from and then try to, you know, put him in a spot where he might be able to get what he wants as far as, you know, what do you feel like he is as a player? So, but we, we shall see. We shall see. Um, but uh, man, the these NBA protocols, man, with COVID, is serious to say the least. Um, just as we predicted, they got a guy in front of it, and you know, I think they said they got what forty-eight cases out of. I want to say it was, like, what, 546 players. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it's going to be more to come and more people to be quarantining. Um, but uh, how do you think the outlook will be with these new plans that's in place and what are you expecting compared to, you know, what we've seen in the bubble? Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Um, I'm not sure how they can, like, implement all these rules. Like, I, <laughs> I feel like it's kind of tough. Like, I saw Woj say, like, there's only, like – a few places they can go out to eat and stuff right like only approved bars and approved restaurants are they can go out to um, I'm not sure really how you regulate that um, but I'm sure they're going to try to do their best I think the players understand that it's their responsibility to kind of be safe uh, we'll obviously speak on this later but we already see the James Harden thing going on um, and I'm not sure that he's the only one doing this I think he's the only one that's been on camera <laughs> that's the only one that's been filmed but I'm sure other players are out and about. I mean, we saw Lou Williams. Uh, he had he had to go back in the bubble and still stop by a very public place um, to go pick up food, which is what his story was. But yeah, I think it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Uh, it's gonna be on the players to kind of understand it and uh, try to um, you know have self control. I, I'm not sure how they regulate this, um, but I mean we'll see in the positive test. I don't follow football or anything, but I kind of see on the timeline that a lot of uh, football teams um, are already getting a bunch of cases. Um, I think the Portland Trailblazers already had to shut their facility down, right, for a few days because they had, like, they had uh, multiple positive tests. So I think that's just how it's going to go. But the NBA made it pretty clear that they're not going to stop any games. Um, they put out a memo that, uh, you know, just because players get the coronavirus doesn't mean that the games are going to be canceled. Um, that player just has to sit out. So it's going to be interesting how it goes. Um, obviously, it's a lot tougher without a bubble. I think that that gave a lot of uh, security to everybody. And uh, they had zero positive cases there, which is a huge milestone. But obviously, out in the real world, it's tough to tell young millionaires they can't go somewhere. So uh, it's going to be interesting. 
Yeah, yeah. I think the Tom Habish, uh, I want to say Habish, yeah, Habish mm-hmm. talked about today how like players who like are like family oriented probably be at like an advantage now because they would be like grounded since they put so many restrictions on being able to like go out and go to restaurants or go to clubs, whether right. at home or on the road. Um, and I can actually see that kind of playing out. And I, I think that will be like advantageous to like a lot of these veteran teams who, you know, I mean, veteran, nothing, nothing against going out, nothing against, you know, enjoying yourself, but a lot of like the vets, you know, they, they kind of settle, you know, in their life and they just kind of want to play games and go home and then play. More <laughs> so I do think that's, that's going to work in their advantage, but, um, I don't think they rolled out the full slate of people who are going to have fans. We know the Lakers, for a fact, won't have fans. Um, I'm interested to see how that's going to work. And also, I think what's going to happen at the end of the day is, as we can see, the vaccine starting to get approved and, you know, they're starting Mm -hmm. distribution. Obviously, the NBA full of high-level and, you know, people with money, high-level officials and people with money, so. They're going to get their hands on the vaccine, and I think we're going to hear about them and see them be the first, you know, sets of people to get the vaccine and, you know, do what it do with it and, you know, try to finish out the season. Because I don't think that they can sustain and finish the season without a vaccine, without a bubble. So, and that's just my personal opinion. Um, so, we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. We'll definitely see what yeah. happens. Um, yeah, and, and it's being approved. I saw, like, the vaccine supposedly supposed to be approved by like February or something. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. And then I'm, I'm guessing they're going to make all the players take it. Right. I'm sure right away um, the players will get probably first access to it. And uh, from there they can start letting fans in, but I feel like we're a long way from that. Um, I saw like the, I saw like the Lakers might open some suites or something um, going forward. Right. Just opening like a few suites of a few people but yeah it seems like we're still a long way away from having fans and it's gonna be weird seeing like staples center empty you know it's like that like i can't even imagine it yet like i'm happy they're back in staples like i really miss watching them play in staples but um i just i feel like it's gonna be so eerie to watch it empty you know like it's uh i don't know if i've ever seen a staples game uh empty before yeah ever even thinking back when they, um, you know, when they would go and do preseason and training camp in Hawaii mm-hmm. and uh, right. still be, like, packed out or, you know, exactly. at least enough people in there where it's a little life in the arena. Um, but, yeah, it's going to take some getting used to it. I'm pretty sure they're going to pump, you know, crowd noise in and all these, you know, new elements that yeah. a lot of the teams mm-hmm. trying. Maybe they put some cardboard cutouts, man, out in the crowd. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, you just never know. But they'll have to do something, though, to make it feel like home. Have you been to the Summer League before, uh, the Summer League games? Yep. I went out there. It was Lonzo's rookie year. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah, I was at that one, too. But those were still super packed, right? Uh-huh. Like, the Laker games were loud and packed. Yeah. But I feel like the bubble games or, like, the ones we're going to have are, like, you know, there was that little arena next to where Like, the Lakers would always play in the the big arena. But there was, like, a smaller arena next to it. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they would only allow a few people in there. 
I remember sitting in there and watching like a game and it's all quiet and you can hear all the screen coverages and people yelling ice. And I feel like that's how it's going to be. It's just like basketball is purest like form, yeah. but um, it's going to be strange on TV. I'm interested to see how they'll do it um, because, you know, in the bubble, you can kind of, it's different. You, you, you can control every environment. Mm-hmm. Now you have like 30 different arenas and you have to like fly people in and I'm just interested how they do it. Yeah. Yeah, but um, speaking of arenas and speaking of summer league mm-hmm. and speaking of Vegas, um, last night, I, well, I don't know when it was, but uh-huh. apparently James Harden was in Vegas after he was in Atlanta. Uh, yeah. And uh, him and the Rockets that had an impasse as far as, you know, him wanting to move on and the Rockets wanting yeah. to sit on their hands and, you know, they're not in a rush to really move on from them. What's your uh, what temperature you you getting on this situation, man? <laughs> kind of sucks because Lil Baby is actually one of my favorite like rappers. Like I really like his music, but um, it's kind of strange to watch James Harden like you know being with him all weekend and him being involved in it. And NBA, like all of NBA Twitter is like, what is uh, Lil Baby doing? And I was like, he has nothing to do with this. Like, no right. This is James Harden. Yeah, this is James Harden just deciding to not be there. I mean, this is obviously intentional. I mean, you don't just miss training camp or practice, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like James Harden just stopped playing, right? Right. Um, his team was eliminated months before um, the Lakers were or the Heat were. He knew when training camp started. Um, and so he knows what he's doing. It's kind of weird. I feel bad for John Wall. Like, I feel like this is not how you get, you know, accepted into a new team. Um this is James Harden's team, and I feel like um, you got to show your leadership by being there for, especially when you have a new star player coming in. Um, I mean, it's it's already awkward for him, I bet, and now he's coming in, new system, new place, and he has to come in without, you know, the leader there. Um, I'm sure James Harden wants out. I don't think he's getting out anytime soon. The games are starting in, like, five days, so I'm, I'm not sure what his end game here is, but it seems like he's just going to not show up until the first – you know, first actual game day check. But, yeah, I really don't – I don't know uh, what <laughs> what else to say about this situation other than, like, it's – I feel bad for Steven Silas, right? Like, first-time head coach um, to to have to jump into this is tough. Yeah, that that's the part that I, I really hate, not to – because, like I said, there's nothing wrong with going out, nothing wrong with enjoying yourself and, you know what I'm saying, doing what you're doing but you know like we just talked about with the new protocols and whatnot you got to be considered of that as an athlete in the NBA because of course that's a part of your contract you know Um, unfortunately that's something that you know a team can hold against you and you know we seen what happened with the Clippers with their situation as far as like how much that set the entire team back along with you know other factors and this situation with the Rockets is not that the chemistry factors that the Clippers had to deal with, but it is a lot of, like, you know, lines seem to be drawn because you got P.J. Tucker with his contract situation. You know, you know, P.J. Tucker, he's not going to be, you know, disruptive or he's just going to put his head down and go to work, and that's definitely a good thing. But, you know, I know that that's something that's a point of contention for him, and you combine that with James Harden's situation being so, you know, uncertain on top of he just moved out Russell Westbrook and you bringing in John Wall, and he coming into the fold, 
not really right. know, you know, basically you don't know what the team – I imagine that, of course, Jane Harden will be on the roster on opening night. But beyond that, you know, nobody really know what may happen, you know, because you – he hasn't showed up to camp. And I know once he does come, he's probably going to have to quarantine, which means they're probably in the middle of reshaping the whole offense because the offense revolves around him and Mike D'Antoni, and both of them are gone. So it's just so many things at play. I think at the whenever, I don't know when, I don't know where, at some point with the way it's going, I just think it's time for them both to go their separate ways. But it's just so hard because he got two years left, man, with a whole lot of money, and it ain't a lot of, like, Right. There's not a lot of deals out there just because of, you know, you got the restraints because of you can't trade players until X period of time. So it's just, it's a lot, man. Exactly. You can't just trade for James Harden, right? Like that's, that's changing the whole fabric of your team. And right now you're, you know, you're deep into training camp with preseason four days away. Um, It's, it's tough. I, I saw like a Rockets fan, um, forgot which one but uh they were like uh i hope we maybe we can get like brandon ingram i'm like there's no way (laughs) the pelicans are trading you five years of brandon ingram for you know two years left of james harden for that team so it's kind of interesting to see it i feel like brooklyn's the only one but like again there i don't know what does Kyrie want to be the third option like is that what Kyrie signed up for you know so it's 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 very weird to kind of look at it um from that standpoint I feel like Harden's going to have to play in Houston um, this season, at least. Um, and, you know, John Wall, I really like John Wall. I don't know what he is anymore, though. I have no idea what a guy after coming off an Achilles looks like. So that's, I think that's the most interesting thing. But the way Harden obviously has handled this is it's pretty clear that he's not going to show up until he has to, um, which, which is really sad for the coach um, of this team and, We'll see where it goes from here. This is a superstar run league, so superstars usually get what they want. Um, I'm just not sure um, where where James Harden would go. There's no really team right now. It seems like everyone's settled in, so um, this this would have had to been done already, in my opinion. But it doesn't look like it doesn't look like he's going anywhere. Yeah, and just because of the level of star that he is, you know, mm-hmm. it's you won't get market but you won't get the value that you deserve for um exactly without this is a, this is somebody who have to be a star for a star trade not like a contract large contract for a large contract trade we talking right. about this is somebody but it would have to be like an 80 for James Harden I hope I don't start a rumor <laughs> just comparing you know what what kind of deal that this would have right. to be it would have to be a Harden for um you know Dame or something like this is the kind of trade that it has to be and I mean the closest thing that I could think of with that kind of trade I would say would be Philly but it goes what you said about if this trade is centered around Harden and obviously Ben Simmons then you're looking at you know Ben Simmons through five years versus again James Harden's for two years like you gotta be do you really wanna gamble? Are you really gonna go all in to do that? You know, I mean, but this is there are more we're talking about if they talk. So we can't exactly. rule it out, you know, how he gets down. So 
that's the only trade I really can think of where they would be getting the bang for their buck. Yeah, but again, I don't think Daryl would, even though I know Daryl probably loves James Harden, I just can't see him trading 23-year-old Ben Simmons on a, you know, on a four or five-year deal for James Harden right now. Yeah. Um, so I see the, I, I've seen that deal, though. Um, I feel like that's a win for Houston because mm-hmm. I don't think you usually get superstars back for when superstars, um, you know, ask for a trade, you don't usually get equal value. And I think that would be as close as possible. So, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, but again, I think this ends up James Harden back in Houston. I just think it's going to be kind of ugly and, um, but he's going to have to play and we'll see how him and John Wall look, which is just so weird. But I mean, have you seen the quotes that come out about Russell Westbrook in Washington now? Um, <laughs> they're saying like, he's, at practice early and you know setting a tone and it's just funny for like discrepancy um shown there yeah it's and for for from you know everything i hear and everything i know you know russ mm-hmm. always been like a, a good teammate like every time right. you hear people speak of him that played with him you know dating all the way back to like you know with nick collison and Serge Ibaka being in oklahoma city you know they got nothing but you know ray reviews of playing with russ and right. I just think that's a good trade for them, you know, because the Wizards were kind of, mm-hmm. you know, stuck in the – not even the middle no more. They were stuck in the middle when they had John Walling, who was healthy, but, you know, they were kind of going down um, right. towards, you know, lottery before exactly. uh, after, you know, John Wall went down. It was just kind of Bradley Beal right in the ship. But I actually mm-hmm. think, you know, Russ, he – as long as he's healthy, he's going to have a good year in Washington. The fan base will love them. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make the playoffs. I think they, you know, depending on what matchup they get in the East, you know, I could very well see them going to the second round at least um, just off the strength of Russell Westbrook being pissed off and healthy. So, um, and Bradley Bill, you know, he – Bradley Bill's a dog, man. Extremely good. Nice, good. Like, um, really good. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, w- I, I can't wait to see, you know, what they do in Washington this year. Um, you know, and I, I hope it work out for him because the end to his tenure in Houston and what happened in the bubble, that's probably about mm-hmm. as bad as it can get as far as, <laughs> you know, what he been through. Um, but, I mean, right. we'll see, man. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, he made he made second-team All-NBA. I mean, he, you know what I mean? I mean, that's a – you usually don't see players who make second-team All-NBA get dumped for a guy who hasn't played in two years. Yeah. So I think like his reputation kind of preceded reality. I think Westbrook was good this year. I think he was hurt in the playoffs and the Lakers are just a bad matchup. I mean, not many teams have a big who can switch the way Anthony Davis can. So it's, I think that was just a really tough matchup for him. And obviously playing off James Harden um, is, <laughs> is not easy to do, but yeah, I mean, the wizards, I mean, they have, they're going to fight for the eighth seed, I guess, along with Atlanta who also is trying to fight for it. So um, yeah, I, I like Bradley Beal. I like Russell Westbrook. I think David Bertans is good, although I think he was quietly overpaid. I think five years, eighty million for Bertans is a lot, but uh, it's yeah, it's interesting. That's their core though now. So yeah, uh, that's, that's what they got. That's what they exactly. got. Exactly. So exactly. We'll see, man. But um, <laughs> speaking of point guards in the East, uh, Kyrie Irving, um, mm-hmm. Nets. Point guard apparently, um, you know, he, he's going dark this year, and uh, looks like he he's gonna be addressing the media 
via, you know, email. Statements. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure you probably got like, you know, somebody he who's working for him that, you know, is going to be able to communicate with everybody. But, uh, you know, how, how do you feel about, you know, his, his decision as far as how he's going to be interacting with everybody this year? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of tough. This is like a thin line to walk, right? I mean, obviously, people bring up that part of his paycheck is to speak with the media, right? That's that's in his deal. Um, that's what he signed for. Uh, but, I mean, when you look at all the stuff that was said about him before, um, that he was like a disruptor when it was false and, you know, things of that nature of like, and I'm sure he has a tough time um, reading things that probably he didn't mean, like, um, you know how things get aggregated. I mean, even my stuff, when I say things, they get twisted and I'm nobody compared to Kyrie Irving. So I kind of understand what he means. Like when he says something on a Instagram live and it gets twisted a um, hundred times. So I'm, I'm sure that's how he sees it. Um, but I feel like the media versus him doesn't have to be a war. Um, I feel like that's the job of like the beat writers and all that to have a relationship with him. Um, Obviously, he feels a type of way right now. I don't. I don't think he said that he's not going to talk to the media forever. I think he just meant that opening one, if I read that correctly. But yeah, it, it's a tough line to walk. I mean, um, he has the right to not speak to them and just pay the fine um, if he's comfortable with that. The NBA has set, you know, they've set guidelines to okay, if you or consequences, if you don't do this, then you pay the fine. If Kyrie's paying the fine and he's fine with that, then that's fine. He's donated to you know, very many charities. He, I think he put up like a million dollars to pay for WNBA salaries during the, during the pandemic, you know, he's done a lot of things. Um, there's no reason to just put him into this. Like, it's very easy to just be like, Oh wow. Kyrie thinks he's better than everyone, you know, but uh, it's a, it's a tough line to walk. I, I don't think anyone's wrong here. I understand the media thinks it's harder for them to do their job um, when he doesn't speak to the media, but that's his decision. And if he's going to pay the fine, I, I don't know what else like they can really do. Yeah. Uh, I think the, like you said, at the end of the day, um, you know, interacting with the media, well, as a player, your job mm -hmm. is, to, you know, you have to speak to the media, you know, after mm -hmm. the practices, whatever the case may be. Um, right. For him, you know, he has had, you know, an interesting experience and relationship with, you know, media since, He's been with Cleveland. Um, but, you right. know, I think his whole thing is, you know, controlling his message and making sure nothing he says gets misconstrued. Um, and I, I understand that. I respect that. Um, and I hope that he can, you know, find like a balance between, you know, being able to straight up, you know, give whatever answers he want to give and still, you know, hold up his obligation to speak to the media because, you don't want to get the year started off with the, you know, what many may turn into like the nonsense and the distractions and stories and whatnot. Um, which is funny because he, you know, by trying to avoid a story, you know, he created a story. <laughs> you know, whether that's, I know that's not something he, he set out to, right. to, but you know, you you just don't want that going into this season um, for them. So. Uh, I wish him the best of luck, man. I hope for the best in Brooklyn because I want to see them. You know, I want to see them win. I want to see them down the road because it's only going to be good for me and you as a as fan. So, 
um, you know, let's let's just hope for the best, man. And I hope it turns out well for him. How do you see the Kyrie KD kind of two man game working? I think that's like one of the most just on paper, like offensive firepower things I've I've seen. I'm just I'm just wondering, like, what do you how do you think that works out? Do you think it's pretty like synonymous right away? Like not LeBron AD level in terms of talent, but in terms of chemistry and fit, do you think that fits right away, or do you think that takes some time to kind of uh kind of uh get get used to for for those two? Uh I think uh I think they'll fit well. Um of course I'm interested in seeing what KD's game is now, you know, post Achilles. But mm-hmm. I do know at the very least he's still gonna be a deadly shooter because of, you know, what makes KD special as a shooter is his rhythm right. and then of course his size. Um and you know, Achilles is usually something that robs athletic players a whole lot of players who who uh you know build their game off of footwork and angles and you know catching right. players off balance um but kd is just a straight up you know up and down he just so happens to have you know great ball handling to be his size and quickness um but you know i, I think they're gonna work well together it's gonna be i think it'll be something similar to you know how he was with lebron as far as you know let's be honest LeBron and Kyrie was like a your turn, my turn, which some people would see that yeah, in a negative yeah. context. But for them, I thought that was, you know, that was a recipe. It works. <laughs> they won a championship, and they were pretty good together. So right. I think it's going to be something similar to that. And then you sprinkle on top of that, you know, Karis LeVert, extremely talented. Um, and you got Dinwiddie, too. But I, I, I think, of course, somebody's got to be on the outs. And I do think, unfortunately, it may be him because he, you know, he'll be a free agent next year. I think is it next year he's a free agent or? Yeah. So yeah. This, this coming this coming off season, he's a he's an interesting dude too, right? Like he's his own agent, I think, if I'm if I'm correct. Um, but uh, he he likes to like put out on Twitter where he'll play next. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say at least he he acts like he he's his own agent. So. I mean. <laughs> Yeah, um, he's he's good. He's a good player. Um, I'm I'm interested to see how it works. I think Kyrie's one of the most like misunderstood like players. Like I think uh, he's talked about a lot as a guy who doesn't really love the game anymore, and you know things like weird things like that is what people say. Um, but I, I'm excited to see him. He's obviously an exciting player, and then KD. I, I don't think we've ever seen a guy who can shoot it the way he does. So his size so I'm wondering how that looks off an Achilles um but uh yeah I'm I'm excited to see them two together and I'm kind of glad they're in the east (laughs) let uh let Brooklyn Milwaukee and all those teams fight each other (laughs) before the finals (laughs) so Lakers just have to play play one of them man I'm telling you I'm telling you yeah yeah y'all you know do as you must um <laughs> take each other down so that way when you come hobbling into the finals wounded and if we we pull up then you know right. it is what it is we got to play who in front of us so yeah i'm, I'm right exactly. there with you, i'm right there with you man but you know i i can't wait i can't wait for friday night i got my dinner mm-hmm. planned out per usual because that's just how i do it's my business um that's dope i think it's gonna be an excellent weekend with the NBA coming back. And then the 22nd, we get everything officially going. And then we got Christmas. Um, and I, I can't wait that we, you know, continue to connect, bro. And, and you know, 
and, uh, you know, talk Laker basketball and just NBA overall. I'm happy to have you on tonight, man. Thank you so much for, you know, taking your precious time coming on and joining me, you know, to talk NBA, man. You uh, you got anything you're working on or anything coming up for yourself? Yeah, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to release a couple of videos before the before Friday. I'm getting back into it. I took a little break after the season. Um, just trying to enjoy the title team and just enjoy a couple <laughs> a couple of weeks before it, we re jump into it. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited, man. Friday. I, I can't believe it's already gonna start on Friday. Yeah. Um, but I feel like we didn't get enough time to really enjoy or kind of like memorialize like immortalize how special that team was but uh we're, we're, we'll jump right back in and it's, i'm glad to be here bro anytime yeah man no rest for the weary man um but again man i, I appreciate you you know let's let's go back to back uh you know i'll make sure i, I share your work man when it's on the timeline you make sure you stay safe and uh we're gonna enjoy the, these last little sips of champagne before we get it started again man I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. No problem.